Hello, and what is up, everybody? It's me, Marty the Meat Man, your host of Cross Court Coverage, your all-NBA Celtics-focused podcast. We are brought to you, as always, by Primetime Productions at Primetime Prods on Twitter, on X. Uh, a lot of new stuff. A lot of good new stuff being announced from Primetime um, in the recent weeks. We have uh, Starched MMA. Uh, so if you are a fan of UFC, the Octagon, uh, you know, some uh, pummeling. You like to watch the dudes and the ladies beat the fuck out of each other in the octagon. Your coverage is going to be over there at Starched MMA. Uh, I'm just going to pull up there quick at uh, to get that correct for you. One second. It is at Starched MMA pod on Twitter on X. Um, as I mentioned last week, there's also the Redbird Report on its way. A... <clears throat> St. Louis Cardinals podcast hosted by Poolside Pat and Big Ready and Kennedy. Uh, that's on the lookout. I heard from a little bird, not the red, not the red bird, but a different bird. There might be some Red Sox coverage uh, coming to PTP as well. Godspeed for whoever decides to talk about that shitty team, but coverage is coverage. So uh, as always. Keep a lookout. Check out primetimeproductions.net or at Primetime Prods on Twitter on X for all the latest of announcements and uh, drops from your your favorite pods on the network. <clears throat> but without further ado, we got to jump right back into it. NBA is back in full swing. No more all-star, no more gimmicks, no na-na-na, no bullshit. You know, appreciate. Shout out to that. Not Amanda. Shout out to Amanda, Larry's girlfriend, for uh, helping us cover the All-Star break, All-Star weekend, everything like that. But we are on to bigger and better things, which is just normal, regular season basketball, which leads to playoff basketball. And God, we're getting close. Uh, as always, injuries come first. Things of note, people to talk about. Trey Young. Dirty Lollipop himself. Uh... Shouldn't, I shouldn't bash him while I'm talking about his injury, but I'm just talking about his looks, not his injury. I hope his injury is a speedy, quick recovery um, so he can go back to being on his uh, team, being the all-star, being the the uh, premier player on his shitty franchise. I'm still shit-talking. Oops. Uh, Trey Young, surgery, ligament tear on his fifth finger, which is just the pinky. They could have said pinky, but they said fifth finger. Uh Thank you, Larry, for writing down the medical term. Uh, he will be reevaluated in four weeks. Uh, so a month later for the decimated. Uh, I don't even think they're playing at this point, Hawks. Let's just double check that. Um, I believe they're in the bottom of the barrel, honestly. <clears throat> yeah, Hawks here parked at 10 with a month without Trey. You're going to be fighting to be a play-in team, but we shall see. Uh, another team not doing well. Losing another key franchise guy. Uh, Toronto Raptors star. Uh, I guess he's the only star over there anymore. I mean, you kind of have R.J. Barrett and Emmanuel quickly, but 
homegrown star, Scotty Barnes, fractured his third metatarsal bone. What are we fucking doing, Larry? He broke his foot. Uh, oh, it's his hand. God damn it. He broke his hand. Um, indefinite to how long he's going to be hurt. Fucking trying to get me to say metatarsal on the podcast. Like, you're just fucking me over. Um, <clears throat> he fractured his hand. He's out indefinitely. The Raptors suck. They're clearly in a rebuild. They're ranked 12th in the East. They're 22 and 38. They aren't, they aren't doing anything. I think this is honestly a good thing for them. Uh, unfortunate that Scotty got hurt, but, you know, hope for a quick recovery for him. I don't have as much hate for the Raptors or uh, shit talk for Scotty himself as I do for the Hawks and Trey. So, Unlucky, but kind of lucky. Uh, if you're looking for a, a lottery pick, if you're looking for you know a big splash in the draft, uh, it's kind of good timing for this injury to happen. You know they can coast into the off season, uh, but knowing knowing quickly and uh, Barrett, they might they might try and win some games while he's gone. They should just fold, but no one ever seems to do that. <clears throat> uh, another injury. Oh, Russ. Russell Westbrook, fractured left hand. We didn't write metatarsals this time, Larry. Thank you for, you know, just keeping it consistent. <clears throat> left hand fracture, uh, no timetable on reevaluation. Uh, so we are going to see what happens with Russell Westbrook. Uh, he's been producing well off the bench. The Clippers have been hot as of late. Does that hurt them? Does this bring them down to earth a little bit? We don't know just yet. They are parked at fourth in the West at 38 and 20. It's going to be interesting. Uh, maybe they'll give Bones a call. Maybe they'll need that point guard that's been on their bench to, you know, show up and show out. But Ty Lue doesn't seem to want to utilize him. Maybe they'll give P.J. Tucker some minutes. I hope to God that Russ being hurt doesn't translate to P.J. Tucker minutes. But honestly, it would hurt their, their standings if they let P.J. Tucker ball. So fuck it. Let it rip. Um... But those, as of now, as of uh, this past week, are the injuries uh, that are new and uh, developing in the NBA. Uh, as for league news, dear God, did the Pelicans and Heat give us some juicy clips, uh, drama, uh stupidity uh it, it started with zion and caleb uh zion went to put in a easy layup after stealing the ball from uh i want to say terry but it might have been jimmy but i'm pretty sure it was terry stole the ball <clears throat> and went to do a quick you know lay in caleb said no i'm gonna foul you Everyone acted like it was a hard foul. He really just bear hugged Zion and Zion being Zion and a very uncoordinated, unbalanced human being fell to the ground on his ass. And then Najee Marshall took uh, took that personally. Uh, Najee Marshall ran over to Caleb, gives him a giant shove. And after that giant shove, Jimmy Butler goes, no, you don't touch my mans. And he runs over and gives Najee Marshall a giant shove. Then all hell breaks loose. You got Najee Marshall and Jimmy Butler putting each other's hands on each other's throats, trying to choke each other out, WWE style on the court. Uh, they push that 
fight all the way to the scorer's table. Both teams get involved. Uh, you got Duncan Robinson trying to be the voice of reason, splitting people up. Um, and, I mean, an all-out like b- bench-clearing brawl almost ensued. Um, but they separated everybody. It seemed to calm down. But at the same time, they weren't showing what was going on at the scorer's table, uh, which was where Jose Alvarado short little motherfucker as he is stares up at the heavens looking straight into thomas bryant's eyes and starts giving him a whip i don't know what was said i don't know what thomas bryant said i don't know what jose alvarado said but it got to the point where you got your six one point guard taking a swing and connecting with the chin of a damn near seven foot center and it popped off again so Jose alvarado throws a punch lands his hit uh, Thomas Bryant starts wrapping him up, and I'm pretty sure they got a, he got a couple punches in. Uh, all around madness. Uh, just absolute mayhem that broke out uh, in Miami. Hilarious as a person not invested in either team to just sit and watch these grown men act like little children. Um, all because Zion got hugged, essentially. I mean, nothing really happened. Zion got a gentle caress from Caleb and then fell on his ass because he doesn't know how to walk like a human being. Um, and then Najee Marshall got pissed and then Jimmy Butler's Jimmy Butler. He's not going to let you run up and shove one of his teammates. It's just not going to happen. Um, I don't really, I, I'm like one of those people who hate Jimmy Butler, the player, but love Jimmy Butler, the person. I can't blame Jimmy for throwing that shove. I mean, he caught, what, a one-game suspension. So did Najee Marshall. So did Nikola Jovic. Um, Jovic was standing next to Thomas Bryant when Jose decided to lay a little right hook to his chin. Um, Jose Alvarado and Thomas Bryant caught three-game suspensions. Silly. Absolute silliness. Eric Spolstra shaking his fucking head. You know, just kind of like, I, I, I get it, but guys, get the fuck out of there. Uh, Duncan Robinson acting like he's, you know, someone of importance and that they're going to listen to him. Tyler Hero walked over, didn't say anything, just kind of acted tough, but like was at least three rows away from the fight. So typical Tyler Hero fashion of being a big mouth, but not actually fucking showing up. Um, it was just a scene. Like I've watched that video at least five to ten times. And every time you watch it, you just see something new. There's just a new reaction or a new, uh, punch slap shove grab whatever the fuck it was just a scuffle that got way too way too heated for the littlest of things um but thank you heat and pelicans for another memorable moment this season um as always it's a grown man a grown man soap opera like you don't get this in every sport the nba has got a whole bunch of hotheads a whole bunch of dum-dums and we love them for that uh people are like oh this is bad for the sport nah it's fine no one actually got hurt it's not like draymond who you know cold clock sucker punch someone jose kind of cold clock sucker punch someone but he's also like the size of uh uh a peewee basketball player in high school like he's like the tallest high school basketball player but in the nba um that's actually not true these days with the GMOs and everything else. These kids are like seven feet tall. So he's just a little guy and he felt the need. The best part about it was Jose Alvarado after getting separated from 
Thomas Bryan in the rest of the fight. Uh, there's like an assistant coach uh, between him and the fight, and Jose literally jumping from like the ground up onto his assistant coach's back, like a like a little spider monkey, just trying to be like, "I'm gonna get you, I'm gonna get you." It's like, dude, you have never looked so small on the NBA court unless you're trying to jump your coach, like jump over your coach, and it it just looked like a little kid like jumping on like their their dad or something like that. It was hilarious. It's just like. Ah, all of it watch it watch it multiple times just like give yourself the watch in slow-mo watch it uh frame by frame it's hilarious the whole fight absolutely what we live for in this nba just idiots but beautiful beautiful idiocracy um another not fight but another uh big moment in the NBA, a big moment in the NBA this week. LeBron James, LBJ, King James, the kid from Akron. You love him. You hate him. You talk shit about him. You praise him. I don't care who you are. He is top three, and he's not three um, all time in the NBA. He broke the... He's the only player ever, actually. It's not even a break. He is the only player ever in the NBA to hit 40,000 regular season points. And everyone, take that in for a moment because he, you know, you're going to be like, oh, he played 20 years. That's, you know, so much time. He played longer than all these greats, blah, blah, blah. No, no, no. Let's look at, look, let's look at the numbers. 40,000 divided by... 1,475 games that LeBron James has played in the regular season equals 27 points per game for 20 years. That is elite status. That is damn near MVP numbers. I mean, not now in this you know day and age where you have to score like 30 points per game, but it's damn near close to that. Um, you deserve your flowers, LeBron. That is a hell of a record to hold. I don't know if we'll ever see anyone beat it. Um, I, I call you corny all the time, but this is something to celebrate. This is a career accolade that I think will take decades, if not generations, to beat. Um, you know, we've heard so many times of guys coming up in the draft. They're the next LeBron. Uh, they're going to be the generational talent. I We haven't seen it yet. No one has eclipsed LeBron yet. And he's still playing. And with talks that Bronny may take another year uh, at college, LB, King James is still playing. He's he's going to keep playing. I think he wants at least one year in the league, either on Bronny's team or while Bronny's in the league. He's going to keep producing at 39 years old now, he's still putting up a clip of damn near 27 points per game. Like, that's the that's the funny part, is like 27 points per game for 20 years, yes, but at year 20, still putting up around 27 points per game. Unheard of. Absolutely unheard of. Uh, you can clown LeBron, you can hate LeBron, but at, at one point or another, you have to, you know, suck it up and re rec real recognize real. LeBron James is one of the goats in this game.
period, the end. I don't care if you think it's Jordan. I don't care if you think it's him. I don't care if you think it's Kobe. I don't care. Like Top five, Mount Rushmore. He's not. He's one or two. That's it. Like, there's no – it's him or Jordan. That's the argument. Um, and I'm not going to get into that, but 40,000 points is nuts. 40,000 anything is nuts. Um, but 40,000 points in a career in 20 years, averaging 27 points per game. LeBron James, built different. Kid from Akron. Hats off to you, dude. Like, that's all I got to say. Like, fuck, man. Thank you, guys. <laughs> To quote LeBron himself. Um, let's see. Uh, more news, 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 news. Uh, this is news, quote unquote. The Hornets have hired the Nets executive Jeff Peterson as their head of basketball operations. You know what's really good for a shitty franchise? Hiring someone from another shitty franchise to try and write the ship. That'll really work. That usually, you know, translates to W's, right? Like if you're going to be um, someone on the staff of the Nets who are abysmal, but you get hired by the Hornets, you're just going to turn everything around and, you know, just make that a good team, right? Right? You're just going to change your your whole track history. You're going to all I don't know. I can't. The Nets can't get the Nets and the Hornets can't get out of their own goddamn way. Um, like if you, you want to hire somebody, you're going to probably look for like someone from the Nuggets or the Celtics or the Cavs or, you know, not another bottom barrel team. Let's just, you know, recycle people, players, coaches through these bottom barrel teams and just make sure that we stay shit forever. Like, I do not know what the Hornets. The Hornets are a money laundering situation. That's all it's got to be like. I, I don't know why they exist. I don't know why they're around. Uh, shout out to to Kellen, uh, Kellen Sherman. I think it's uh, Sherman Sports or K Sherman Sports. Let me pull up his at so I get this right. Um, writer, uh, PTP better, parlay better. Uh, you know, just part of the network. But Kellen wrote an article this week, and you know. Okay, yeah, K Sherman Sports uh, on Twitter on X wrote an article this week about possibly relegating, having the Hornets and the Wizards play each other, and uh, having a G League team replace them if they or something like that. Get you know, like like soccer, a relegation game where if, if you're shit and you can't compete with the NBA talent, maybe you would deserve a year off, a year out of the league to try and you know tidy that up, figure that shit out. I'm not for it, but I get the concept because the Hornets have been ass my whole entire life. I don't think I've seen them compete once. Um, The Wizards, more or less for the the latter half of the the last decade, ass. Um, The Nets, hell, even when they had Kyrie and, oh, let me, Kyrie's coming up later, don't worry. Even when they had Kyrie, KD, and Harden, not great. Um, Bad teams stay bad. And the Hornets hiring someone off the Nets executive staff is how bad teams stay bad. Let's not, like, Charlotte. Let's not use our brains in any decision 
let's keep hiring criminal basketball players. Let's keep hiring executives from losing teams. Like who I want to see the books. Who's cooking these books? What money are you hiding from other businesses? Other like are you I don't know. It doesn't make sense. None of it makes sense. They don't seem to care that they're just hot dog water. And and I'll never understand that. They just parked at like last place a lottery pick every year. And it's literally just like LaMelo, who's like the only decent hooper out there. And people will argue and say, oh, Miles Bridges is pretty good. No, Miles Bridges is a piece of shit human and shouldn't be in the NBA. He's banned from from Canada. Canada, I almost said. Banned from Canada. Miles Bridges is not a good basketball player because he is a criminal and should be behind bars locked up forever. But I digress. Um, the Hornets fucking suck. They made a move that's going to continue to keep them sucky. Uh, that's the news there. <clears throat> the rest of our notes are marked off as player buyouts. Um, so a whole bunch of people got traded at the deadline. Um, a whole bunch of guys that, you know, you look at them and they're like, mm, they could, you know, help a playoff contender. They could, you know, do some good on a different team, but they got bought out by these or they, sorry, they got traded for by these bottom of the barrel teams. Why is that? Well, uh, the buyout market makes it so that, you know, these shitty teams who have so much money in cap space and have the availability to, you know, wipe this contract and just eat it for a year. Um, they'll pay them out. They'll be like, yeah, we're buying your contract. You can go play wherever you want. You're now a free agent. Um, gives these guys an opportunity to jump onto a playoff team. Uh, to you know, do something different to help them. I guess it's more you know the the lot of picks that they got in the trade, while also including someone like Marcus Morris or Patty Mills or Shake Milton. Um, you take on a, a shitty contract to open up space for the contenders, um, and you know you get your picks for it. So that being said. Uh, playoff teams are going to be looking at the guys that are hitting the buyout market. Um, these names include Patty Mills, uh, who was bought out by the Hawks, uh, Marcus Morris, who was bought out by the Spurs, uh, Shake Milton, who was bought out by the Pistons. But there is already, you know, whispers in the wind uh, that the Knicks plan to sign him. So it'll be interesting to see Shake Milton, 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 one of the two, um, sign with New York. Um, Alexei Pokashevsky, not really a buyout, but he was waived by his team. Uh, so they have to pay the rest of his contract. Um, he's expected to sign with the Hornets. Um, if a playoff team, they're going back to what, what the, with the Hornets just for one second. I know last week I said, Ooh, Pokashevsky being cut. That's interesting. I don't know why they would do that. Fast forward to the Hornets signing him. That means this guy's buns. That guy, this guy is cooked. Like there's something going on that the Thunder saw and we're like, yeah, we're going to move on from you. If he got signed by the Hornets, that's like my signed, sealed, stamp, delivered market. He's ass. If you're going to get picked up by the Hornets, there's something wrong with you. You either have a criminal record or you just can't play the, ba- the game of basketball. That's really it. Um, so. 
you know, Alexei Pokashevsky, I was hoping to see you go to a playoff contender. Now that I see you on the Hornets, I'm glad that no one wasted their time or money because you're going to rot in Charlotte with all the rest of the shitty basketball players. That's just how it goes. Um, Mike Muscala, shout out Moose. Shout out to Nuki Mario on the back left shoulder for us Celtics fans who remember his, what, 10-game stint here. Um, <clears throat> Muscala, bought out by the Pistons, uh, is going to be signed uh, by the Thunder. So full circle event for him. Uh, traded from the Thunder to the Celtics. Uh, traded from the Celtics to the Wizards. Traded from the Wizards to the Pistons. Cut by the Pistons. Now back with the Thunder. Uh, and sometimes it works like that, you know. Uh, they they liked Moose over there in OKC. Uh, they cut Pokachevsky, so he replaces that. And you know, it's a depth position for a playoff run. This is exactly what the buyout market is for. It's interesting. Um, the guys who are still available, as noted, are Patty Mills, Marcus Morris. Uh, yeah, those are the the two that didn't yet get tied to another team. Uh, a lot of Celtics fans have made note, have made it known that uh, Patty Mills would be a good pickup, that Marcus Morris would be a good pickup. A reuniting of the Celtics fans with Marcus Morris would be, you know, a feel good story. Um, these guys wouldn't get rotational minutes. They would be very much plug and play injury guys, or you know, save health at the end of the season kind of guys um but locker room presence uh patty mills is a former champion so having you know that playoff uh tenure that having that championship tenure is always great for a locker room uh marcus morris for a while was here while we were dog shit um he paid his dues so bringing him in and just bringing back a boston you know we liked him he was a good guy he uh played well for us when we needed someone in that position and might have to, you know, pay it back and bring him in, give him that last roster spot, have him, you know, hang out with the, with Tatum and JB now that they're older. Um, I'm not against either one of these. I think either one is a good veteran signing, a good depth piece, a good uh, locker room guy. But they're not going to move the needle. They're not going to change the trajectory of this playoff uh run of this hunt for banner 18 uh it's more just feel good vibes more mentoring more uh what's the word i'm looking for uh veteran presence um yeah i mean do i do i see either one of them coming to the team probably more patty mills than anything else um just shore up some you know guard depth um, Marcus Morris would be fine. I'm, I'm not mad either way if you know Brad goes out and signs either one of them. I'm also not mad either way if Brad leaves them, you know, on on the waivers and says mm, it's not for us. Uh, we are quote unquote still holding that position open for Blake Griffin? Question mark. Um, I do know that D White and Peyton Pritchard were on pardon. Yeah. Part of my take uh, this week, and uh, we're talking about how they reach out almost weekly to Blake Griffin, saying, "Hey, you want to come back and play basketball? 
hey, you want to be Black Ops One? Hey, you want to come? Hey, hey, Blake, Blake, Blake. Um, the funny part is that part of my take actually has a great working relationship with Blake Griffin. Um, so maybe they're just you know leveraging uh, PFT and uh, Big Cat to just drop a little more hints or you know give a little more you know shove them in the right direction hey you know blake they really want you back um again blake griffin just like marcus morris just like patty mills would be a back of the roster guy a used in very few rotation no minutes uh if ever but a feel good bring him home kind of guy you know blake griffin was a hell of a locker room presence last year, uh, as discussed before, the shower sheriff for sure of the Boston Celtics. Um, but you know, we have that one roster spot. Who's it gonna be? How's it gonna get filled out? Brad works in strange and mysterious ways. If you hear a rumor about the Celtics, it's probably not true because Brad does things in the shadows, he moves in silence. Like real G's, like lasagna. Real G's move in silence like lasagna. Uh, shout out Lil Wayne. Shout out early Lil Wayne. Um, six foot, seven foot, eight foot hub. Uh, <laughs> derailed as always. Um, bringing it back. So the Celtics right now, the boys. That's really all the, uh, the league news this week was a little besides the fight a little docile a little uh you know business as usual the celtics right now though is, is i mean it's business as usual it's, it's it's cooking it is kicking ass and taking names are on a 10 win streak uh 10 games a wild uh biggest streak of the season they are at 47 and 12 a 79.7 win percentage Eight games ahead of number two, uh, which is the Cleveland Cavaliers, who are at 39 and 20. Um, the view from the top is lonely, and I'm okay with that because I don't see, I just don't see an eight game skid with the Cavs or the Bucks going on an eight game win streak. I mean, yes, the Bucks are on a five game win streak. Uh, that's the only team on a win streak of note. Um, but they don't scare me. Doc Rivers doesn't know what the fuck he's doing over there. Dame Lillard literally came out this week and said, oh, he thought Milwaukee was going to be like the Celtics. Bitch, you wish. <laughs> like, you wish you had what we had. Uh, we worked and grinded and, uh, you know, made some voodoo sacrifices in the shape of Marcus Smart. Um, we 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 earned this chemistry. We we didn't just buy it. We didn't just go out and go. Oh, we're gonna trade one of our franchise guys, one of our heart and soul guys, uh, to get Dame Lillard, who doesn't play defense. We didn't do that. We grew JB. We grew JT. Uh, who else is homegrown? Hauser, Pritchard. Um, I mean, D Wade at this point is almost homegrown. Um. But, you know, we got him when he was, you know, thought to be a not a great. But the, what's the what's the guy who's the I can't think of the the, the writer, but that headline of the D white trade is one of the worst trades in Brad history. Like, 
I love when that title, when that headline comes up because D White has a solid game. I love just seeing it and just laughing. Um, this team is built off of chemistry. This team is built off of, you know, grinding and working together and being a unit and having years of expertise and years of, you know, brotherhood together. Bucks. You don't just get that by buying Giannis a shiny new toy that's named Damian Lillard. You don't just get that by firing a coach who had you in second place and replacing him with Doc Rivers. Like if you want to, uh, if you want notes on how to ruin team chemistry, look at what the Bucks have done this season. Like take note and be like, "Wow, how do I want to make all my other players besides Giannis unhappy?" Let's do this. Let's do this. Um, not to mention that, you know, the trade in getting rid of Drew and getting Dame led to your opponent. Hi, that's us, the Celtics. Um, getting the guy that you didn't want. You know, you shipped him out west. You didn't think he was coming back east. We 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 did what we had to do. Um the Celtics are a unit. They're absolutely cooking at a different pace than the rest of the league. Um, you know. The West Coast is is trying. They're doing a little bit of a better job trying to uh, keep up. Nuggets are on a six game win streak. They're forty two and nineteen. Uh, the Thunder are forty one and eighteen. The Timberwolves are forty two and eighteen. Like that's it. Those are the those are the teams with the forty wins. It's it's us and <coughs> it's us. The Bucks, the Nuggets the Thunder, the Wolves, and even with that, we are five games ahead of anyone trying to sniff first place. Now, I've said it all season. I've said it all year long. We do not need to be first, but at this point, like, lock it up. Just keep rolling. Take the home field advantage uh, into the playoffs. There is nothing that I see uh, that's going to shake this, that's going to make it so that we somehow fall to the second seed uh, in the East. It's, it's, we're, we're a unit. We're rolling. Uh, Joe's got it figured out. Tatum, Brown, White, KP, Drew, they have, they, Al, they all have the secret sauce on how to win this, this year. They just, it's, it's a different team. They're, they're, the, the hashtag, honestly, that the Celtics decided to roll out this year. Hashtag different here. Uh, I know a lot of people gave it shit um, in the beginning of the year before everything kicked off, but pretty fucking fitting because it is different here. We're absolutely far and away the best team in the league right now. Yes, it's the regular season, and all that doesn't matter come the first round of the playoffs. I get that. But right now, a wagon. A team to fuck with. And as of last week, the Knicks, the Sixers, and the Mavs fucked around and found out. Um, the Knicks lose to us 116-102. to 102. The 76ers lose to us 117-99. to 99. And the Mavs lose to us 138-110. to 110. Um, The Knicks game... As per usual, KP performing against his former team like a beauty. Um, Jalen Brown had a great game. I think he put up 30 points that game. 
Um, all around, just a solid W for the boys. Um, let's see. Yeah, Brown had 30. Tatum with 19. KP with 22. Drew with 12. D-White with 13. Uh, Al Horford with 10. Unit. Like, you know, solid stats all around. Uh, Jalen Brunson had 34 points, and he's like the only player of note for the Knicks against us. Um, the next highest was Josh Hart with 16. You're just not going to beat us if you don't have two guys scoring 20 plus, maybe three guys scoring 20 plus. It's just not going to happen. Um, we had eight seals, four blocks. We uh, took, you know, 13 turnovers from them. We, Shot the lights out. We were 15 for 35 from three-point land. We were 46 from 81 from the field. Like, this was just, you know, I mean, the scoreboard only said we won by 14, but let's be real. That's, they got their asses kicked. Um, The 76ers game, a little different. Uh, The first half was a fucking mess. I'm not even going to lie. Uh, They played down, and that's one of the problems that we've seen with the last few years is that this team for whatever reason decides, Oh, you have your best guy hurt. Oh, you have uh, a bad record. Oh, this, that, the other thing, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, they play down. They, they turn down their, uh, their sliders or their, their difficulty and try and play on easy mode. And sometimes that gets to smack them in the face. Um, in the first half, we, you know, only we're winning by two. Uh, we went to halftime up two points. Um, I think we had given up nine turnovers in the first half, which is abysmal. Um, and then they came out of halftime and there was a new fire under their ass. And I have to assume that that was Joe saying, get your shit together. Um, I have to assume that it was some of the leaders in the locker room saying, let's get our shit together. Uh, by the end of it, Jalen Brown had 31, Tatum had 29, KP had 23. You know, you look at that and you go, okay, well, maybe it wasn't such a down game. I mean, Derek White had a rough game with six points, six assists, and six rebounds, which seems like some kind of bad omen, but whatever. Um, you know, it was it was a ugly first half, and then they turned it back on. You know, in the third quarter, we beat them by nine points we outscored them by nine and then in the fourth quarter we outscored them by seven so uh sloppy start but good to see that they can pull up their bootstraps and figure it out and you know get the wins where we got to get the wins because i'm sick of seeing them act like they're better than everyone and then get stomped on by a shitty team or a team who has their all-star hurt or something like that um, it's nice to see, you know, oh, in the first half, we let it slide. Let's turn it on and kick some ass. That's exactly what happened. Um, as for Friday, March 1st against the Mavericks. Oh boy. Where do I even start? Uh, let's not make excuses. Luca and Kyrie played. We beat you by 28. <clears throat> We we kicked your asses, and yes, it was home, and yes, there is something oh so sweet about beating not just the Mavs at home, but Kyrie Irving. Kyrie 
Hey, Kai, buddy, you piece of shit. You are one in ten since you decided to stomp on Lucky's face. You can't beat it's by the way, it's 10 straight at this point. So yeah, you won one game since you stomped on Lucky. You've lost 10 in a row after that. Your juju, your sage, your fake uh intellectual bullshit, it doesn't phase us. It doesn't it all everything that you ever did wrong against us. We don't forget. The, oh, I'm going to stay and then leaving. The bad-mouthing Boston. The bad-mouthing Brad. All the bad-mouthing. What's it for? Because you talk and say shit and then lose to us every time. So how about we just button it up and when you show up in Boston... Or we show up in Dallas. You just don't say anything. Because we already know what it's going to be. It's going to be another big fat L. Right on your forehead. And. I'm okay with that. And that's how it's going to be forever. Because you don't cross. The Boston Celtics. You don't stomp. On a mascot. Or a logo. That you once represented. Nothing was ever done wrong. To you by us. You just have this fake animosity, this self-developed hate for what our success because we keep going further in the playoffs than any team that you've ever been on. Except for that one time that you got carried by Bron Bron. Oh. Kyrie, ever since you've been on your own, you can't do it. You can't even do it with Luca. So what are we even talking about here? I swear to you, I will never, ever not be happy beating your ass. That's just it. You have created this vendetta, this this evil villain persona for yourself, and I don't know why you decided to be that guy. But if the shoe fits, fucking wear it. Um, by the way, how's your shoe deal going? Because I know you're having issues with Nike. <clears throat> anyway... Uh, the Mavericks, the Mavs, Luke had 37, 11, and 12, triple-double, went off, Kyrie, 19 points, 2 assists, 4 rebounds, 2 assists is really good numbers for a point guard, by the way, um, if, if you're wondering, the point guard's supposed to pass the ball, Kyrie had 2 assists, let's, let's try passing the ball a little bit more, buddy, maybe you'll win the game, <clears throat> the Celtics, 32 points for Tatum, 25 points for Brown, 24 points for KP. Oh, remember how KP likes to play against his former teams and kick their asses? This is another one. Um, Derek White with 13, Drew Holiday with 11, Al Horford with 12, Peyton Pritchard with 10. Like, come on. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven guys in double digits. That's just how you win basketball games. That's good hoop. Derek White with eight assists, Drew Holiday with seven assists. Jalen Brown with seven rebounds. Derek White with seven rebounds. Like Al Horford with eight rebounds. Just stuffing the stat sheet. Um, we beat him in every quarter. We we beat 
the breaks of them in every quarter. First quarter, 38 to 32. Second quarter, 28 to 27. And yeah, I get that. That's one point. But 36 to 31 in the third and 36 to 20 in the fourth. Absolutely dismantling, gut-wrenching loss for the Mavericks. Um, And it's all because Kyrie decided to pick a fight with a team who wanted to keep him, who wanted him here in Boston, who rooted for him. But he couldn't he couldn't take it. He couldn't handle the uh bright young stars being who they were uh on the come up. It had to be his show or the highway. And he chose the highway. And since then it's been a bumpy fucking road. No rings. Nothing to show for it. A failed relationship and and uh story in Brooklyn. Nothing of note while on the Mavericks. Good job, Kai. Because we're going to hang Banner 18. And I know that everyone's going to say that we were happy to do it without you. So thank you for all the bullshit, drama, nonsense. Um, don't don't burn sage in our goddamn arena anymore. Like, it's just not cool. Um <laughs> Don't stomp our logo. Keep our names out of your fucking mouth. Uh, D, all of the above. Forever and always, it's fuck Kyrie Irving. For all the bullshit. And, oh, you're a hater. Oh, why are you talking so much shit? Blah, blah, blah. No, this is, this is because Kai himself started this. Because he said, I want to be in Boston and I want to resign here. And then jerked us around and left. And went to the quote-unquote division rivals, now abysmal Nets. Kai did this. And then the first time that he's back, he stomps on Lucky. Kai did this. All the hate, all the shit talk, it's warranted. And the best part is, is he hates it. He gets so uptight and butthurt. You ever hear him on his live streams? Oh, Kai. He always makes fun of, you know, everyone who makes fun of him. He's scared and he's hurt. And he ain't going to never win a ring without LeBron. I said it. You can, you can mark it. You can bookmark it. You can, you can clip this audio. I don't care. Kyrie Irving is not winning a ring. Unless somehow, some way he joins LeBron again. Because that's the only way he could have done it. And that's the only way he did do it. So. Fuck you, Kyrie. Luca, you're fine. I have no hate against you. Uh, you put out one hell of a fucking game. Like, let's just let's just be real. Luca putting up 37 points, 11 assists, and 12 rebounds on 37 minutes is a clip and a half. Um, but no one else decided to help. No one else showed up. Like yeah Kyrie 19 points no assist nothing um and by god is that such a sweet sweet thing to see <laughs> um I want to give a shout out to Amanda Larry's girlfriend uh came on the show last week predicted a week sweep she got it right www.celticswins.com um 
that was stupid as fuck. <laughs> Whatever. Um, as for the upcoming schedule, as for what is to come this week for the seas, I'm not gonna lie, it's not an easy week. It is not uh, a guaranteed. Well, we got four games this week. It is not a guaranteed four W's. I will. I'll be honest. Uh, today, Sunday, March the third. Uh, as I record, as I drop, um, we play the Warriors at three thirty. They're the Warriors, um, so you can never count out Steph. But at the same time, they are not a very good basketball team right now. They are hanging out what in the plan? Like, let's see what are what what are we ranked? Golden State sitting in the West at nine. Yes, a play-in team, thirty-two and twenty-seven. Uh, this one doesn't scare me so much. I know that I have said in the past that I am a little worried about our games against Western Conference teams, but uh, it is at home. Give me the, the Celtics all day, every day. The next two games, however, Tuesday the 5th and March uh, and Thursday the 7th, uh, both away games. Tuesday we play the Cavaliers in Cleveland, and Thursday we play the Nuggets in I was going to say Nuggetville. It's not Nuggetville. It is Denver. Um, I, uh, are we eight games ahead of the Cavaliers? Yes. Have we played the Cavaliers? Uh, not all that much this season. Um, they're a good team. They can score. They can play defense. They're solid all around. I think it'll be a great matchup. I think it'll really be a... Uh, look into how both teams are going to try and execute in the playoffs. I think both uh, Bickerstaff and Missoula are going to do what they need to do to get this W and kind of show uh, at least what it might look like in the Eastern Conference Finals. I'm not saying that the Cavs or the Celtics are guaranteed to go there. Um, I mean, it's pretty it's pretty clear that I think the Celtics are going to go there, but um I think both coaches are really going to use this as an opportunity to uh, show what it'll look like in a seven-game series against these two teams. Same thing with the Nuggets. The Nuggets are on a heater right now, a six-game win streak. Um, They beat us before in this season. They are the reigning champs. They have Joker. They have Murray. They are a team to be afraid of and to fu- and, and to be wary of fucking with. Um, I do think the Celtics can win. It's a matter of if they will. It's a matter of who shows up and uh, how they play. Are we going to be the Celtics who cave under pressure? We've only seen that 12 times this season. Um, I don't know. It's another tough matchup. It's in mile high. It's it's a question mark for sure. So then we move to Saturday, March the 9th. We play the Suns. I said I was afraid of Western teams, but I'm not afraid of these Suns. I said at the beginning of the year that the Suns were going to be the best team in the West. They are not. Um, plain and simple. I'm more worried about the Cavs. I'm more worried about the Nuggets. Uh, I will say win against the Warriors, win against the Suns. Win against the Cavs. And I think we catch another L to the Nuggets. Uh, 
as much as I don't want to lose, as long as I, as much as I want this win streak to keep going, I do think. And call me crazy, but this is this is the Joe Missoula mindset. A loss every once in a while is more important than a win streak. You learn more in losses than you do in winning. I want them to play their hardest. I want them to go to the final whistle. I want it to go down to the last shot. But if we lose and we give it our all, then there's going to be notes. There's going to be tweaks. There's going to be more understanding of what more can be done to fine-tune this machine and get them to the championship and get them to winning banner 18. Not rooting for a loss. I would love a win against the Nuggets, but I also think a competitive loss against them in Denver while they're on a heater. Yes, we're on a heater as well. Um, I think it's really going to be a battle of win streaks at that point. I have to be slightly realistic and say that it's probably an L. So this week coming up, W Warriors, W uh, W against the Warriors, W against the Cavs, L against the Nuggets, and a W against the Suns. Um, again, I would love to be wrong. I never want to predict a loss, but you know I can't be a homer every goddamn week and say we're just going to sweep. Uh, it's no fun. Um, and realistically, I think Joe knows that we need a loss. Not that we, you know, wants a loss or not that we, you know, are looking to lose. But in a game where you compete and give it your all and do everything that you can and pull out all the stops, both player-wise and coaching-wise, if we lose something like that, it still gives us time before the playoffs, before everything else, to go back to the drawing board and fine-tune this thing one more time. I do think the Celtics are going to be a team that do not crack 20 losses this season. We're sitting at 12 right now. The year's almost over. I know we have, what, until April 14th is our last game, so a month and a half about. I don't see this team losing eight more games. One this week against the Nuggets could be the final adjustment could be the last thing that quote-unquote we need uh, in the sense that it will allow us to look at one of the best competitors in the game and if we can't win, make the adjustments that are needed so the next time we play them, which at this point would be in the finals if we play them again. Um. I really just think that, that that's the best opportunity there if we're going to lose. If. Big if. If we, if we roll them over, pff, all right, fine, whatever. Good job, Joe. Maybe we are fine-tuned. Maybe we are ready to do this whole goddamn thing. Prove me wrong. Um, but with that being said, that is the news. Those are the injuries. Those are the Celtics. Fuck you, Kyrie. Uh, as always, I am Marty the Meat Man. We are cross-court coverage. The Celtics, the B-O-S-T-O-N Celtics are 47-12 and 12 on the season with a 10-game win streak. It is Jason Tatum and Jordan Walsh's birthday. It's crazy that every year Jason Tatum turns 19. I don't know how he does it, but happy birthday, you 19-year-old beauty. Big deuce. Also, shout out Jordan Walsh. Big deuce.
with the birthday. Get him a big dub against Dub Nation. God, I hate Golden State. <clears throat> and with all that being said, it is forever and always. Go Celtics or go fuck yourself. Peace.